listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 3rd of November 2021. The Commonwealth Bank has become the first Australian bank to offer its customers cryptocurrency services, like the ability to buy, sell and hold Bitcoin. We'll have more on that in just a few moments. But first to the Australian share market, which did have its best one day gain in four weeks. The ASX 200 up 0.9% to 7,392. All sectors rose with the exception of technology. For more, including his take on cryptocurrencies, I spoke earlier with Adam Dawes from Shaw and Partners. Adam, the market is up today. Why? Yeah, look, it's been a really good day. We came out of the gates pretty quickly, but then also we had some PMI numbers from China as well. They came in around about 53.8 versus about 53.4 in September. And look, anything over 50 means that the mar- oh, their, their economy is growing. So certainly uh, that was a fantastic one. More than 150 companies were in the green today and certainly sectors like the banking sector, Macquarie, touching $200 again. Uh, the iron ore miners, after a disastrous day yesterday, started to rebound back today. And then we're certainly seeing some of the lithium and iron ore, uh, lithium miners also doing well with that demand continuing to happen. Yesterday, the Reserve Bank did away with its 2024 rate guidance. But what's the market thinking? Well, yeah, it's an interesting one because I think the market was fairly well poised to understand what is actually going on. And certainly the RBA really sort of brought that to the forefront, I think. Certainly inflation is one of those big drivers that we're continuing to look at. And even today, there was talk of uh, $2 petrol around the suburbs of Melbourne and in Sydney as well. So that inflation is now going to start to bite. I think we're all aware that the RBA was going to raise rates a little bit earlier or, or be less accommodative. And look, I think that's somewhat of a good thing. Uh, that means the economy is starting to grow and as interest rates start to rise, it will be okay for the stock market as well. So given this inflationary environment and the fact that interest rates may start rising sooner than expected, does this change the way you're investing right now for your clients? Yeah, it certainly does. We're definitely looking for more of uh, potential value stocks in the market. A lot of the growth stocks will get hit as interest rate rises or start to happen. We're looking for value. We're also looking uh, looking at REITs, so the real estate sector. They will also do very well uh, as interest rates rise. We also look at uh, the agribusinesses, so poultry, meat, those kinds of things. As people's wages start to rise, they potentially might do quite well out of it. And then we're also then really sort of looking at uh, more of those, as I said, those value stocks to really start to move forward. But also the infrastructure plays. Remember the user pay system. They can raise interest rates, so they can raise their their rates with inflation to keep up with that. So some of those uh, infrastructure stocks are a good investment at the moment. And finally, I want to spend some time on cryptocurrencies because we've seen the Commonwealth Bank, one of the only banks in the world, to incorporate crypto into its banking app. What's your take? Well, look, I think it's fantastic. I think what it does is it shows the Commonwealth Bank is is wanting to lead. Now, their lead is in home loans. Their lead is in the technology side of things. And now they're looking to be a leader also and and really to compete with the PayPal's or Square of the world, which already offer uh, you to buy and sell uh, crypto or use crypto to to offer for goods. So, look, uh, Commonwealth Bank's got 6.5 million users of their app, and this will work well for a lot of those younger 
um, younger uh, investors or younger people in there. Now, Commonwealth Bank has also said that it'll only uh, allow you to invest, not to pay for services. So it's just an investment side of things. And they've said only 10 cryptocurrencies. So it's going to be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and and then a multitude of those. So you won't be getting these a lot of these smaller coins that are out there because that, I think, is going to be too high risk. Another thing is the regulation side of things. Now, they, they've already done their, um, their uh, know your client rule, so they don't have to go through all of that again because it's only going to be uh, for uh, clients that are a CBA clients going forward. So you have to be a client of CBA. And so there's, there's a lot going on. Obviously, the market has gone from $200 million in 2019 to now to $2.6 trillion today. So Commonwealth Bank is definitely seeing that as a way to get some of that extra share of that wallet going forward. Only 8% of Australians have invested in cryptocurrency at the moment. So this is a really big field for these guys to come through. But the driving force is going to be demand and then it's going to be risk. So it's certainly a, a small step for Commonwealth Bank, but certainly a large step or a bigger step for the fin Australian financial services sector. So it's going to be interesting to see and one to watch, certainly. Adam Dawes there from Shaw and & Partners. And, of course, it comes as... The Bitcoin price hovers at around record highs. So for more on the Commonwealth Bank's move, Raina Sarampayat spoke with Eric Lim from the University of New South Wales Business School, who is also the founder of the UNSW Crypto Clinic. If you are a crypto enthusiast uh, like I am, yeah, I think it is a pretty big deal uh, because it just means that one of the biggest banks in Australia actually kind of like gives it legitimacy or at least kind of like in the eyes of mainstream consciousness cryptocurrency is here to stay that's that's how i see the, the phenomenon or yeah this event all right so what about the the risks um obviously volatility price volatility is one but but what about security i mean they've uh, partnered with a couple of firms they say as sort of um uh, top notch. The ComBank actually has a huge uh, user base of their products and services. Um, and the fact that ComBank is a financial institution uh, in compliance with the laws of Australia, what that means is that the user base have already complied with all the know your customers compliance regulations and any anti-money laundering uh, regulations that the financial institutions such as ComBank has really put in place. So, and, and ComBank serving as a gateway for this huge number of user base to actually come into the crypto space is actually, uh, is actually quite, uh, um, I would say, healthy uh, uh, for the space. So you think what they've set up for security is, uh, is enough, I mean, or not? And what do you say about regulation? Well, okay, there, there, are, there are different things in the sense that if you're talking about security as in whether ComBank has the necessary technical expertise to kind of protect uh, the, the user's assets, right? That means basically to prevent something like a hack that actually happened to a lot of exchanges in the past. Like, for example, the Malgox incidents where a lot of people's uh, Bitcoins were actually stolen from the exchange. Now, I'm sure that ComBank, if they were, they, if they were able to secure most of their users' uh, banking accounts to ensure that you know, money hasn't been lost and things like that, they must have had experience in dealing with, with uh, technical 
cybersecurity uh, matters, right? As as for a um, security with regards to uh, compliance with laws, um, I, I think Australia has a pretty comprehensive regulatory framework with regards to regulating financial institutions. So I, I don't see that as too much of a concern, right? Whereas if you are a new user, a newcomer coming into the crypto space and doing it on, you know, uh, by your own, um, then you might actually be faced with a higher hurdle than if you haven't had uh, Combank as a third party to actually, uh, you know, take custody of your assets. Even though if you ask me, I'm not a big fan of a third party taking custody of, of my crypto assets because the whole principle behind this space is self-custody. But that's a different story. <laughs> Just finally, um, so the Squid Game um, crypto token collapses and an apparent scam. Uh, mm. What would you say about that? Okay. Um, look, this, this happens so many times in, in this space. And the thing is that it's not without precedence. And I'm, I'm just kind of sad that people tend not to learn from history. But I can understand that when people or when individuals actually invest, uh, quote unquote, uh, invest in coins like that, they know they should know what they're in for. It, it is pure speculation and it is pure um, gambling. Whereas there are other projects in this space that have been around and they have shown good track records. Those are the kind of projects that are solid. Whereas uh, tokens uh, or projects like the Squid Game, uh, they, they, they haven't had that. You know, and there's no roadmap for them to actually progress beyond being a meme token at the current moment. So people who got into that project thinking that they're going to make millions or billions out of it, they know or they should know that the risk that they're facing. Verona Sarampai there speaking with Eric Lim from the University of New South Wales Business School. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.